0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson, brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.
1: Well, it seems like we've blinked and here we are back on a Tuesday night for another instalment of After Dark. Tonight, Gabrielle Laurie, our resident sex and relationships therapist, thinks that we doth protest too much. She's going to be talking about protest behaviours in relationships. What are they? How do they show up? And how can they throw a monkey wrench in our domestic bliss? Sindra is also going to be visiting and she has a bee in her bonnet this week. She is taking umbrage with one Mark Zuckerberg. Cinder of the belief that before he introduces yet another social media platform into our lives in the form of threads, he should maybe get Instagram sorted out. It's all coming up tonight on After Dark. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to Newcastle Live
0: the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark?
1: It's always an absolute pleasure to have our relationships and sex therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, in the studio for After Dark. And tonight is no exception. And what I get really excited about is learning something new. Now, I thought I was pretty woke. And I thought that over the two years that Gab and I have been doing the show together, that I had learned pretty much every psychobabble term that I needed to know in regards to relationships. But today, Gab, you've got me. This is a newbie. Yep.
2: I always try to find something new. My ADHD brain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that is why we love each other. Um, (laughs) All right, so we're talking protest behaviours in the context of a relationship. We're not talking about your toddler throwing it and protesting over eating their carrots. We're actually talking about protest behaviours in romantic relationships. So what are they and how do they show up?
2: Okay, so protest behaviours are, I suppose, we might nag, cajole, complain, get really angry, Yeah. Um, or emotional volatility. We might get spiteful. We might flip-flop between hot and cold. We might have avoidance. Mm. They're all protest behaviours, and what they're signalling is that a deep childhood wound has been triggered, mm. and... That we're not getting our needs met for our system to feel secure. We're not getting our primary love needs met for our system, our nervous system to calm down and feel secure. Yeah. So this triggers us into big protest behaviours unless we've healed our childhood trauma, which everyone has a little bit of even if your parents were great. You
1: know what? It's really interesting. I think we're sort of the same generation in actual fact here's a fun fact gab and i were born one day apart um (laughs) (laughs) but um what i find is is that sort of if we go back sort of five to ten years you know people would almost use that oh it's my childhood as a bit of a like a sarcastic joke thing like that's the escape route we just blame it on our childhood but i think and, and I guess with social media, the good side of social media is, is that it's brought these conversations sort of more into the public consciousness, is that we're all now very aware that our childhood completely drives our romantic relationships and how we show up in the world. Uh, so if we haven't delved into it, these things are showing up and we're going like, where does this come from? And when you actually break it down, it makes complete sense. It doesn't necessarily solve the problem. Like that's a whole other, you know, thing that we've got to work on. But it, you can really see how you show up in the world because of how your childhood played out. And like you say, and I always like to say that parents did the best they could with the information that they had at the time. If we go back to the 70s and the 80s, that wasn't a hell of a lot. We've made a lot of leaps and bounds in that area. So look, we're gonna be a bit fucked up.
2: Like totally. <laughs> even my kids will be. Like even when you got the knowledge, you don't always practice it. Yeah. When you're tired or stressed or sick, so it's it's part of human growth and development. I think no one lives in the Brady Bunch or lives in Disneyland. That perfect family that we watched on TV. It, It doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) And, you know, and Instagram is sort of like watching the the Brady Bunch in terms of like how people present themselves and you go, oh, my God, like she's so together and her kids like look perfect and all that sort of stuff. But what you don't see is the half an hour that it took fighting with them to get the shot.
2: So, you know, I think we all need
1: to let ourselves (laughs) off the hook a little bit.
2: Definitely. Yeah. And 35% of if you do good enough parenting, 35% of the time – and it's not abusive the rest of the time, you'll raise a healthy adult.
1: That's encouraging. Isn't
2: it? (laughs) It's a relief.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, look, let's talk about these protest behaviours. So, obviously, the one that's springing to mind, I guess, is passive-aggressive, slamming the cupboard doors and that sort of thing. But also, women... And I'm generalising. I know, but we all do it. We might nag our other half. No,
2: not us. I oh, know we're of course perfect. We do. Perfect. <laughs> Every, yeah, a lot of women do. But it's it's it is commonly a female trade. And normally I wouldn't use that term for it. I try to explain it to the husbands as though you know they should picture her drowning in a sea of jobs and she's calling out for help but she's her delivery is probably not as kind and patient as it might have been yeah. when they first met. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And
1: you know what? I, I really love that picture that you've painted because I guess when you're on the receiving end of nagging, you think that it's them being superior and talking down to you when in actual fact they're struggling, they're drowning and and that's how it's coming out. And just framing it that way can probably make the world of difference. Totally. And this is why you should all go to Gab for (laughs) relationships counselling, but I digress. (laughs) Um, So let's have a look at, and often these behaviours kind of clash, don't they? Like the the way that they show up yes, sometimes.
2: Yes, yes. So, so women might do the nagging protest behaviour and guys might do the avoidance protest behaviour and they're equally unhealthy. Mm. So guys who think they're keeping the peace by just keeping their mouth shut, disappearing yep. all the time, <laughs> you're actually triggering her abandonment or uh, whatever childhood trauma is there more and more and more. So she'll escalate more and more and more. So some guys with avoidance have to learn to turn towards their partner and their family more and breathe through their runaway feeling. And women have to learn to allow their partners to have a timeout, a healthy timeout, like if they need to pause the discussion just for 10 minutes, you know, have a breather. And so then the the nagger is learning to self-regulate for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. So essentially, I mean, if you do nagging – you might have started over-functioning in your relationships. Right. And then, of course, your partner's going to under-function. Yeah. If you, a lot of women do this once kids come along. Yeah. So they start doing everything, organising everything. It's almost like three to full-time jobs. When they go back to work, they're mm. working. Then they're doing all the domestic chores. Then they're doing all the parenting. So that's three full-time jobs and they're doing all the thinking, all the mental load, all the emotional load. And then they'll start nagging but they probably haven't felt able to just put in some better boundaries. So I had to learn with my partner, oh, actually, I don't want to cook like I'm running a restaurant and wash like I'm running a laundromat and, you know, taxi service. Like I can't do all these jobs and and if he's not going to do it, I'm going to work three nights a week and he will learn to cook For the kids because they'll be hungry. And so I put in that boundary and I told him I can't, I have to have a break and I'm going to go to work three nights a week. And he's great. Like at first he would just give them pizza, (laughs) which I also wanted to nag about. But (laughs) then I just ordered every plate meal delivery service with healthy food in it and it has the recipe cards. And he's learnt to cook and he's actually really good. And he feels empowered now too because I'm not there nagging or expecting him to do it my way. He's now like a really good cook and can do the dinner, bath and bed routine without waiting for me to finish work to do it with him. Like you, setting in these boundaries, I'm nagging less and less because I'm starting to go, okay, I must go to reformer Pilates. Yep. You know, I must do it twice a week. Just it's non-negotiable. Whereas if I keep nagging him to help me make that happen and pick up the slack so I can get there, it's never going to happen. I just have to go. Ah, oh, this is when I'm going to reformer parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so and they get that. They actually actions speak louder than words. Often with men because they're more they're less verbose than women. So they tune us out if we keep going. Blah 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 blah. I want this and I want that and why haven't you done this? They're just gone. They're not really listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's a protest behaviour. So you've got to tune in and you go, oh, my goodness, like maybe I've got a childhood wound where I didn't feel I had the right to have equal rest time or downtime or my needs weren't met or they didn't matter so I didn't learn how to express them. So it's very interesting
1: Mm, it is it is and it's really interesting as well when you kind of meet your match with your partner and and you know you your needs are completely opposite and then you know you have to work out how you're gonna you know how you're gonna get this right yes. um you know and I can I can remember having a conversation it was like you know um I'd get cranky about something and I'd get left alone for you know and it's like well, oh, yes, you know, because I'm waiting for you to calm down. So, like, I felt like if I left you for a while.
2: You mean that's what your partner's saying? Yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> you'll calm down. It made me more quirky. Like, I'm Absolutely. like, oh, I don't want to get this out. You yeah. know?
2: So many yeah. women say that in counselling sessions. When I feel most hurt and need him the most, when I'm crying or, or, or angry about something that's happened, then he leaves. Yeah. And I f- then on top of that, I feel abandoned. Why doesn't he just give me a hug? Yeah. And 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 most of the husbands in session say, well, you didn't look like you wanted a hug. You looked like, <laughs> <laughs> you you look like, like you wanted yeah. to kill me. <laughs> it's like yeah. going up to an angry bear in the forest and <laughs> giving them a hug. <laughs> and both,
1: to be fair, are valid Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: But, yeah, the pressure shouldn't be on women either to be able to communicate perfectly all the time or at times guys shouldn't expect, the you know, the perfect love like that they might have got from their mother, mm. from their wives. They need to go, actually, she might just be really tired and having a bad day. Could I possibly try and give her a cuddle? If you haven't ever done that for years and you've just kept la- leaving her she might have some issues that she wants to work on (laughs) before she's open to trusting that cuddle. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely a lot of guys are... When you think of that drowning woman in the ocean with all the jobs, not delivering her need in a healthy way, Mm. nagging to try and get help because she's desperate, a lot of guys are up on the boat saying, well, I'll help you um, when you speak nicely to me. Like she's drowning in the water. He's going... Yeah, when you speak respectfully, I'll throw you the life ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when guys hear you explain it like that, they go, oh, I didn't really think of it that way.
1: Yeah, the way that you frame it is really powerful yeah. because, yeah, when, when women are nagging or micromanaging, um, the, it comes off as being superior. Yes. And, and, and like I'm better than you and you need to do it my way. And Yes.
2: That's, it's
1: actually the opposite. Like, we're struggling, we're going under. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. And a lot of guys say, well, when I try to step up and do the domestic chores, she doesn't appreciate it. She wants, it's never do it, I never do it right. Mm-hmm. And I say, is it possible that she actually may need some order in the system? And when you help, if you put the towels in the, in the, who knows, in the sock drawer in the kids' room and the, and kids' dirty clothes back in their clean clothes drawer and the, you know, if you're just shoving stuff away, like to clean the house, yes, she doesn't find that helpful because she can't find anything. So she has to then take another hour of her day, which she doesn't have, to go and find where you've put stuff. So when people get underneath it, then they can see, oh, okay. Am I? Yes, a lot of women do have to let go of... Some things Like if you want the towels folded a certain way, go to a Pilates class. Do some deep breathing. Let him fold them how he wants. Just yep. get them folded and put away. It's not him out <laughs> the
1: die on, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or there's that funny meme if um, one of you loads mm. a dishwasher like a Swedish architect yes, and someone comes in like a raccoon on meth. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that meme. just got to let it go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just let it go, let it go. As
2: long as the dishwasher is packed.
1: I love that, <laughs> love that for us.
2: All right, yeah. so if
1: people are recognising, oh, shit, I'm there's some protest behaviour going on here um, in our relationship, what is the best way to sort of start attacking it?
2: Well, I suppose, like, for instance, we'll talk a bit about the men's most common protest mm. behaviour, which is avoidance, withdrawal, withholding of love. Yeah. You know, it's not great if you look at it properly. Yeah. But yes, they do it because they're waiting for us to calm down, but it actually escalates mm. things further. Um, so the the way to heal this protest behaviour is to start learning how to be vulnerable about and honest about your feelings and needs. So rather than when she's seeming to escalate or nag, you just disappearing to go play golf or staying back at work longer, you know, to avoid her and then her escalating more and more and more, you would say, hey, babe, um, I'm just letting you know when uh, you ask me to plan more dates with you and you act like I'm – like the worst guy in the world, and you think, well, I've never, I, I never take you on dates, and when I do, it's to the wrong place, doing the wrong thing. I feel anxious, and I need to know where you'd like to go, what you want to do, so I can feel like I want to plan some dates with you. But if you tell me, I keep telling me I'm not doing it right. I, I, I notice that I want to run away or withdraw, yeah. and just stay back at work yeah so that would be a guy getting very vulnerable and noticing his flight response yeah so she's got the fight response he's got the flight response and the same for the female you know if she notices she's nagging she can she can actually say if she's getting really honest about her feelings and needs she can say hey babe when i notice the last four weekends you've gone out with your friends to play golf and I'm at home with the kids and I notice I feel really lonely and I miss you I'm starting to feel really angry and I need to be a priority Mm. and reassurance that you want to hang out with me would you be willing to plan some more dates like with me and Mm. you know rather than have golf weekends consecutively yeah so that would be her getting more vulnerable but a lot of people don't have those tools and to do that delivery and to be that vulnerable mm-hmm. and to even recognise their feelings and needs. So Nonviolent Communication by Dr. Uh, Doctor Marshall Rosenberg. Right. is okay. probably, if you Google his videos, especially the introduction workshop, mm-hmm. you can learn these tools on how to express yourself like that. Um, but you also might go getting that vulnerable you might have a story from childhood that oh no what if they say no like Mm -hmm. i'm already at the end of my rope if they say no i'm gonna lose i don't know if i'll cope so you've got to really maybe uh, see a therapist if you're at that point and get some support from them
1: Mm. yeah yeah and it's always confronting, I guess, to have a look at. We're quick to sort of blame, I guess, in a in a relationship. Yes. And we're quick to go, you know, he left me alone for like three days and, you know, like how yes. dare he, and all that sort of stuff. But we don't look at necessarily like our triggers and how we're showing up. So it's always good to have that self-reflection and go, I can see how my behaviour fed into this situation as much as I can yes. my partner. And then – It's solutions based It's not blame based Yes Perfect
2: way to describe it Yeah Instead of fighting about Who's right or wrong Or you know It's likely you're both Contributing to the gridlock Mm. Or the issue And so If you just focus on What are we both feeling And needing And how do we get To a win-win solution Yeah
1: I love it All right, Gab, well, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. This has been um, New Territory. I'm always excited to learn stuff that's new. So if you are showing some protest behaviours, take our recommendations and check out the YouTube videos. And also you can find Gab and go and have a couple of relationships sessions and I guarantee you it'll probably be the best thing that you ever did for your love life. Gab, thanks for joining us once again on After Dark.
0: Thank you. Yes, I will. The new Flirt Adult Store has everything for fun in the bedroom or the bathroom or the lounge room. And with the biggest range, there's always something new. Flirt Adult Store. Find us on Facebook or 90 Beaumont Street. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Now, normally...
1: I get a real shot in the arm when Syndra Banks joins me on After Dark because she is so positive. She is so full of life. But today, dear listener, we're very transparent here and I can tell you that Sindra has had a really shit 24 hours and we're going to be unpacking that today, aren't we, Syndra?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't say it's my favourite week
1: of uh, my life so far. No, no. And look, you know, you are a passionate individual and usually that passion is directed into uh, sexual positivity for women and all sorts of stuff. But today you're passionately against the Zuck, aren't you? Mm. (laughs) Just launched Threats, um, taking it to Elon Musk. It's been a big week for um, Mark Zuckerberg, but... um, Look, he's personally pissed you off this week, hasn't
3: he? He's really pissed me off. And you know what? I kind of hope that Elon Musk can just like swoop in and save meta for <laughs> the whole platform because I do feel like he might be able to make it a little bit more of a liberal space. Uh yeah it's get actually crazy. So my account got taken down. My account got uh suspended or disabled. I can't quite figure out what the hell they've done mm. with my account. So I open it like sitting at the pub, you know, back in Australia now, so sitting at the pub on Sunday arvo having a glass of wine. And I was like, "Oh, I'll just I'll just open my Instagram and just, you know, see what's happening on there." And um mm logged in and it's just like, your account's been suspended. And I was like, what? I didn't get any warnings. I didn't get any, anything. Mm. It's just suspended. And so obviously I appealed the decision. Yes. Uh, Because I haven't done anything wrong and I still haven't got it back.
1: Right. Now, just to put this in perspective, um, Meta sort of encourage us to have a fair presence as a business owner on their platforms, right? So a lot of what used to be traditional email marketing and the emails that we collected was an asset. Now more and more people are reaching out through social media and that you would say would probably be like 95% of your business.
3: Absolutely. Mm. I have an email list. I have a website. I have Facebook. I, ha- I do have other platforms. However, I was talking about this this morning with someone. Instagram is where people go. People aren't going on Google searching couples coach or intimacy coach or pleasure or mm. help me learn how to squirt. People are going on to Instagram to look for that information. My target audience is on Instagram. Mm. All of my clients come from Instagram. All of my um, sales come from Instagram. It's not an optional platform anymore, really. If you want to do what I do, like I'm a coach and, um, you know, I do have collaborations with companies who I test their products and i share them as well that they look at how many followers you have they look at how much engagement you have like that's what instagram also pushes you to do they push you to do reels and stories and posts and collect engagement so they can show you to more people so you know i had four point one thousand followers um, a pretty engaged audience i was posting twice a day using all the instagram things i had the meta tick i was paying Twenty five dollars a month, Australian, for the Meta Blue Tick, the certification, which uh, apparently um, helped you get access to Meta if your account went down.
1: No, I, I
3: haven't
1: had access to anything. <laughs> right, right. So let's talk about the parameters as a as sex and intimacy coach. Let's talk about the parameters that you need to put in place to have and. We're we're talking educated conversations here. We're not mm. talking about um, someone who is trying to put their only fans on Instagram. We're talking about having informed conversations around important things like consent and uh, pleasure and how we express ourselves with our partners uh, and ways to connect. Let's talk about some of the um, parameters that you have to make sure that you put in place. And I can think of one straight off the bat is that you can't actually put the word sex in in its entirety on the platform.
3: You can't put any words. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, first of all, I want to say like I don't have a problem with OnlyFans, people putting their stuff on Instagram. Like I have OnlyFans, I have mm. an Instagram for that, my partner has OnlyFans, she has an Instagram for that. Um, and if that, if that got taken down, I'm like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, it's photos of my butt. Like, okay, well I understand. Like that's maybe not that helpful. This is a totally separate thing. So I can't say the word vulva in its entirety. I can't say the word penis. I can't say the word vagina. I can't say the word clitoris. I can't say the word anus. I can't say the word balls. Like I can't say the word... I can't say any word.
1: That's amazing. It's 2023
3: And and what sucks is that anatomically correct terms I can't use you can't say breasts um, so you end up I, I've been saying pussy a lot lately which I think is I, I think is in the is in the clear. But then, even then, because I know uh, a lot of my colleagues' accounts have been having the same issue. it has been happening for a lot, a few weeks now. Yep, they're really cracking down on it. Even pussy, I've been putting p dot. You know, u double s y and yep. You can't say a- anything, even pleasure. I don't know. Like I'm just so careful. So when I talk, I have to say intimacy. This intimacy that um penetration and uh you know um pussy or when i say sex or sexy i've got to say sexy so it doesn't pick with up what saying that yeah. word yep so it really it started to get really challenging to to talk openly about what i teach and share without having to censor and the problem with this sex and pleasure and intimacy in relationships already a taboo topic. Mm. Like it's already really hard to talk about. It's already got so much shame around talking about it. So when us educators can't even talk openly and honestly about this online, what do you think that does to something that's already so hard, filled with shame and guilt and already so taboo it just pushes it even further into the dark
1: yeah it does it really does and uh you know this is sort of why i'm so proud of after dark is that you know a a lot of people wouldn't go there and you know it's but the amount of feedback that I have that, oh, look, I listened to Syndra or I listened to Luke or I listened to Jasmine and, you know, I had vaginismus and I didn't know what it was. And I listened to something that Jasmine um, brought to the table and I've gone and got um, some, you know, pelvic floor physio about that. Um, you talking about your vulva mapping, like, you know, people have, have sort of, you know, Got rid of some uh, stored up trauma and didn't realize that that mm. was a thing. You know, there's such important conversations. Um, you know, and I'm I'm proud that we have this platform. But when you've got the main guys, the ones raking in the dollars, I mean, God, mm. you know, I'll take I'll take one percent of what Zuck makes in a day. <laughs> um, you know, um, I'll take 0.5 percent. Like yeah, that.
3: anything, Spiling anything.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, but it just blows my mind that on the flip side of that, I mean, we were talking about this before we went on there, anyone can type in Pornhub, you know, if you're 10 and you can spell Pornhub, you can get on and see, um, you know, stuff that is not really a representation of how sexuality works uh, and some really dark stuff and that's not censored.
3: And that's a huge issue. Yeah, because kids are accessing that. If kids go type in "penis" into Google, like the first thing that come up is Pornhub because Pornhub's uh, SEO is so good. Yep. Yeah. Um, that anything any sexual term that you type into Google, that will be one of the first things to come up. So again, like I don't have a problem with porn. However, if you're censoring Instagram so hard, then you really need to go and censor that as well, and at least have some kind of you know, I wouldn't care if on Instagram they put in some kind of age restriction thing. I mm. agree, my content is probably not for people under eighteen. Although a lot of it is just about communication. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how to have how to have a good conversation with your partner. I don't think any like kind of ten to eighteen year olds would really be understanding it that much on on the level that I intend it to be, but. Sure, like I understand sometimes they I post about squirting or um, anal pleasure, that's not really for that age group, but they're not interested in that. They re- You have to read things. It's not like I've got pictures of people like mm. putting fingers in buttholes or whatever. Like, that's it's, right. It's very like tame and very, very, very censored. So, you know, I don't have a problem with like Instagram putting a thing on and having to say, yeah, I'm 18 plus to view this Instagram page or something. Sure. But like when you have stuff available like Pornhub, like all of those sites that anyone can access, it's like punishing us for wanting to educate and empower people. You know, like my friend Ellie from Comfortable in Her Skin, I think she had 70,000 70, followers or something. She takes photos of vulvas and um, is yeah. really, really important. Does really important work around herpes and around um, helping people that to avoid getting labiaplasty and things like that. Really, really important work. Her account got taken down for months, like months, and that again, like that's her platform. That's how yep. she, that's how she does her does her job. Like Eleanor Hadley, another one of my yep. colleagues, met around twelve thousand followers. Her account went down. That's gone too. Weekends, it's come back now. Right. The queer sex coach, like her account's gone. I don't know if she's going to be able to get that back. There was one weekend, a couple of weekends ago, where thirty accounts went down that I know of. It's so it was only a matter of time for me, I, I think, and it's just scary. Like, it's scary for me, and it's just scary for the community that really important information like mm. isn't getting out there so what's the answer someone needs to go with a different platform <laughs> 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 really quickly i don't know like lou like w- sure we can go on to sunroom or i can make an only fans but it's not the same. People can't no. search in it so openly. You've got to be a member. You've got to do all these these things. And we shouldn't have – I think what really gets me is, like, we shouldn't have to do that. No. We shouldn't have to. Like, it's not like we're doing anything wrong. So I really believe that this is going to hit a ceiling and, and it can't – it won't be able to go any further. It'll mm. have to. They'll have to get on board with it. I just – This stuff can only get so conservative until it does bust up. It's 2023.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just sort of thinking about, um, you know, tarot readers. There's a card in the tarot deck um, and it's the devil. So, And that talks about like addiction and obsession and all of that sort of stuff. But the devil in the traditional tarot deck that has been around since the Middle Ages, uh, he's actually naked. And there has been um tarot readers that have actually been banned because they've held up the devil card.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a card like it's a cartoon drawing.
1: Yes, it's a cartoon. So <sighs> yeah, I um you know <laughs> I feel your pain. And um mm. you know, we will continue here at After Dark to scream the good stuff from the rooftops because it's important conversations. And, uh, yeah, yeah, my boss is pretty liberal, you know. So he, important. He, won't, he won't censor me.
3: Yay. <laughs> it's so important. I, I have a podcast and I'm just about to release myself, um, which is actually perfect timing because I can talk about whatever the hell I want on that podcast. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to keep showing up. I have a backup account. It's at I am Uh Although <laughs> on my backup account today I can barely share anything. Someone comments on a post and I wrote, thank you. And they said that me saying thank you to their comment goes against community guidelines for spam.
1: I give up, man.
3: So my backup account's already being watched. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of in a bit of a... Spy. <laughs> okay, well, look, we
1: will keep you up to date with uh, Sindra's adventures with Meta here on After Dark. <laughs> and as soon as there is an account that you can access to get access to all of her wonderful information, we will be posting it everywhere so that you can follow her on what could possibly be a new account. Maybe she'll get the old one back and uh, maybe the uh, the backup account, I am Sindra, will... Stick around for long enough for her to uh, share her wisdom with you. Um, Mm -hmm. We will keep you updated here. This is going to be an unfolding story, I feel, here (laughs) on After Dark. (laughs) Thank um, you. You know, listen, (laughs) I think the message out of this is um, apart from, look, we're pissed with with Mark today, definitely, but it's important to have these conversations and to open up the dialogue, uh, you know, and – fair enough you know if you're going around you know flaunting things in its and it's a um a really sensitive image. But if you're sharing information, uh, that information needs to be shared. It is 2023. Um, you know, we're learning so much stuff about sexuality, about psychology, um, about how we relate. And we need to keep that conversation going because we're making leaps and bounds in terms of how we connect with each other more than we ever have because of the information that is shared on these platforms. So continue to support, continue to follow people like Sindra, like Luke, like uh, Jasmine and challenge your own beliefs because you can only grow from it. And we will keep you updated where you can get Sindra's content. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
3: And if anyone wants to go and report my profile, like You just go to help report a problem and just say an account that I like has gone missing at Syndra Banks. I can't find it. I think it has been taken down as a mistake. That's really helpful for me. So if anyone feels like going an extra mile, um, yeah, I'd really appreciate it.
1: I'm sure that there's lots of listeners here who Mm -hmm. love the conversations that you bring to the table that would be happy to do that. Everybody jump on your meta right now. That's an order, Syndra. (laughs) I'm crossing my fingers for you and um, we will keep you updated.
3: (laughs) Thank you.
0: Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.
1: Well, thanks once again for your company here on After Dark. Always a business doing pleasure with you. I'll see you same bat time, same bat channel next week at 5pm, either on the stream or on the Newcastle Live podcast network. I've been Louise Wilkinson.
0: Thanks so much for listening
1: to After Dark.